everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Coach Callie Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. It is Sunday afternoon, January 20th, 2019, and this is episode number 14. I am just so sneaking excited about doing this episode. Um, I'm excited every week about doing episodes. I just love podcasting. If you guys can't tell, I just get super passionate and super excited about everything it is that I'm talking to because I know someone out there is getting value and learning something every week by listening to my podcast and it's evident because my numbers keep going up and you guys are my rock stars man i love you right now like we are almost at 700 listens and we did that in just like less than 90 days like holy cow <laughs> i don't know if that's good bad or indifferent but to me that is freaking awesome that you guys show up and listen to me talk every week about whatever it is that i decide i want to talk about so today as i said this is episode number 14 and we are going to talk about choose your work wisely you would think that that would be common sense to the majority of people on the face of the planet choose your work wisely uh, but it's really not it's so funny and i'm not talking about like your job like your nine to five i'm talking about like the job you have to make your life awesome every day i mean you get to choose you can make your life miserable or you can make your make yourself strong. The amount of work it takes to make yourself miserable and to make yourself strong is the same amount of work either way it goes. So I'm just saying, why would you put so much time and energy into making yourself miserable? You would think that that would be common sense, but it's not. I mean, you've heard the old adage, misery loves company. You see those people that are just like miserable in their own skin. They're angry all the time. They're pissed off. They ain't got nothing nice to say. They complaining about this, that, and the other. They complain about their job. They complain about their significant other. They complain about their kids. They complain about the government. They complain about their money. They complain that they never get any time off. Well, you know what? Your fault. I'm sorry. Not sorry. You chose your job. You don't like it? Quit. Nobody's making you stay there. Ain't nobody said that if you take a job and you decide you don't like it, that you got to stay there. Who said that? Nobody. You. So who are you going to blame? You. Well, did you think that you hate your job because you go in with a pissy ass attitude every week? Hmm. Imagine that. Oh, I'm getting all in this and we just like three minutes in. I <laughs> this is going to be good. So. You know, I, I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent right at the very beginning of this podcast, but you know, it is what it is. We're just going to run with it. So if it takes the same amount of effort to make yourself miserable as it does to make yourself strong or to make yourself happy, then why wouldn't you choose to make yourself strong, make yourself happy, make yourself successful? It's the same amount of work. You know, success has different meanings to different people. Like if you're looking for success in your job, you have to define what that looks like for you. You know, does that mean that you get a promotion this year and you become manager or district manager or whatever that looks like? You know, does that mean that you get a bigger bonus this year because you sold more things and you're in the sales industry? Like define what your success is. It's the same amount of work to sit down 
and accept what they give you because you're gonna, if you hate your job and you're going in there and you're showing up every day and you're not going to do anything but bitch bone groan and complain about what it is that you're getting and you're not doing anything to change it. No, but you can't blame nobody but you because you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're on a merry-go-round and it, it's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. It's not going to change, you know, and, and I think, and this is just my belief. This is my thought process. And just from the people that I've talked to, there's a lot of people that agree with me. And I'm quite sure there's probably several that don't agree with me either. Birds of a feather flock together. So there's not going to be a whole lot of people that I hang out with that, uh, are not on the same vibrational level or the same thought pattern or the same growth process that I'm on. But if you want to better your life, number one, you get to decide what that looks like. I think when it comes to success, for the majority of the people that I've talked to, they want a certain thing, a dream, a goal, whatever that looks like. But they have this doubt or this fear that they're going to fail. And it goes back to what, what, what monster are you feeding? Are you feeding the monster of negativity or are you feeding the monster of positivity? Are you feeding the monster of failure or are you feeding the monster of success? Same amount of food, same amount of energy, totally different results. So I was listening to a podcast last week. Actually, I was a guest on this podcast I have to look up the name of it. I, I, I remember, <laughs> but Brian was the host and I think it's called through faith colored lenses is the name of his podcast here on anchor. And I was a guest on his show last week and I was listening to his show before I was a guest <laughs> so that I could, you know, have something to talk about. And he had one on there where a lady was talking about neuroplasticity, talking about how the groove, you make grooves in your brain based off how you think. Like you basically train your brain to think a certain way. And I, you, when I got on his show instantly, I was like, you know, it's nice to know that she just proved everything it is that I teach by science. So like I tell people all the time that if you're going to, if you're, if you tend to be on the negative side You've built a super highway. You got an eight lane highway of negativity. Well, on that eight lane highway, you've basically put grooves in your brain for all that negativity. It didn't start out that way. Life happened. Circumstances happened. Bullshit happened. Whatever, whatever it was, maybe you didn't grow up in an environment that was positive. I know I didn't grow up in an environment that was hard. There was nothing positive in my house except food. <laughs> You know, in school, like school was my was my happy place. Getting to play sports was was a happy thing for me. When mom cooked, she was she was a decent cook. It wasn't until I got older and learned how to season my own stuff that I realized that I was a much better cook than my mom was. But, you know, I love you, mom. Rest in peace. But there was not a lot of positive things in our house. My mom was super negative. She let fear run her life. I can't, I, I will always remember the first time that I told her I was getting on a plane and I was going to fly. She almost had a meltdown with me on the phone. Like it terrified her. Well, what if that plane crashes? 
even though the statistics show more people die from car accidents than they ever do from a plane crash. It matter how many times I showed her that, you know, her whole entire life while she was alive on this planet, she never got on a plane. Not one time. We went to go visit my stepdad's parents who lived in Canada. We were living in Chicago. His parents live in uh, Canada over on uh, the New York side by the by Niagara Falls. So we, mom wouldn't get on a plane. So we drove from Chicago Heights up there because she wouldn't get on a plane. When we moved down to Alabama and my grandfather got sick and we had to go back up there, she wouldn't get on a plane. So we drove as an eight and a half hour drive in the snow. No matter where we went on vacation, if we couldn't drive, we wasn't going. That was just facts. Friday the 13th, she was calling, hey, you know, if you can stay home today, stay home. It's Friday the 13th. You know, don't walk under any ladders. Don't let any black, black cats cross your path. All this crazy nonsense stuff. So thankful that I didn't inherit or that I didn't take on those habits that she had. Like, I would not be where I am today and this podcast probably would not be happening. So you get a choice. You always have a choice. No matter what's going on in your life, good, bad, or indifferent. When something pissy or bad or shitty happens to you, yes, it happened. There's nothing you can do to change that event but you can change how you look at it. You have a decision to make after that event happens as to whether or not you're going to look at it positive or negative. It took me a really long time to flip my thought processes to where everything that came out of my mouth about anything that happened in my life that I didn't find the good or the gold in that thing or event. Case in point, when I moved to California, lived in a hotel for the first month. My first roommate, she had just got a divorce. She had two grown sons and a grandson. She had never had female energy in her house. I was there less than nine days and she was like, this is not gonna be a good fit. Everything I did in that woman's house was wrong. There was nothing that I could do that was gonna please her or make her happy, nothing. Moved to the next person's house. Sweet little Mexican couple, Catholic, go to church every Sunday. They both work two jobs. I work my job, plus I was writing my book, uh, or was in the process of finishing writing my book. Had my life coaching business. So we worked different schedules. They were rarely ever there. There was one morning I had to go to the gym late. I was down there fixing my breakfast. <laughs> she comes downstairs and she gets into the refrigerator and she slams that, that refrigerator door. And she's like, you need to move. I need it in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, is that really necessary? I thought to myself, she better be glad Jesus found me because I would need bail money right now. True, true, true story. So I just closed the microwave door, took my little happy behind right upstairs, got ready for work. I was in the bathroom. I was putting on my makeup. I was just going to grab my oatmeal and go when I got ready. She comes upstairs and because I'm in the bathroom when she wants to get in there, she starts slamming her bedroom door repeatedly until I get out of the bathroom because she wants in the bathroom. Next day, she says, this is not going to be good fit six days in, man. Now, I'm the common denominator in both of these, in both of these situations. I believed that I was doing everything that I could possibly do. I cleaned up after myself. I made sure everything looked just like it did. 
when I left the kitchen or the bathroom, common areas, I just, I was like, okay, so whatever it is I need to learn, maybe these people just aren't for me. Maybe I just made a snap judgment when I picked out these roommates. I don't know. Maybe they just served a purpose to get me from one place to the other to get me out of a hotel. But whatever it is, you know, it, it's all going to be okay. That was my thought process. Now, did I have some hard days where it was really difficult to be in those houses and be in my own skin and be in an uncomfortable situation, living situation? Absolutely. I had phone calls with Jen with Best Life Creation Society. That's uh, the personal development company that I'm a part of. I called her and I was like, I hate my roommates. I hate living here. I don't know why I came to California. This corporate gym stuff is bullshit. I don't like this. Da, 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 da. And I mean, I just went on this rant about everything that I hated. And like, I'm bawling. I'm crying. I'm sitting in my car at lunchtime crying because I don't want to go home. I don't want to be in that house because I feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's like, I know that I came to California for a purpose. So I, I no sooner get all of that ranting out, and I said, I got all these crocodile tears coming out of my face, and I, I take a big breath, and then as soon as I let that, as I let that breath out, I'm like, you know, I'm already looking for another roommate. I know I'm going to have one by the end of the month. Everything's going to work itself out, and you know, the gym's really not that bad. I love, I love everybody that I work with. Everybody that I work with is great. It's just corporate. It's different. I just have to learn a new style. I love all my clients. I'm really good at what it is that I do. I know that this is just temporary. I came to California for a purpose. I'm changing my, chasing my dreams. All of this is going to work out. I wanted to share that story because, like, like I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn to take that negative situation and flip it in my mind and in my heart to something that was positive. I could have went on a rampage and stayed in that, that negative zone for weeks, but what would it have gotten me? Like attracts like. If you know anything about the law of attraction, whatever you put out is what you get back. I did not want to keep putting out all that negativity, say about this roommate, that roommate or whatever, because the roommates that I got now are freaking phenomenal. I've been, I've been in this house ever since the end of March of last year. And these roommates are great. So it's awesome. I didn't rant so much about my old roommates that I attracted the same type of roommate, if that makes sense. I attracted a roommate that was more, I, it gave me the clarity to define exactly what it was that I wanted. I wanted roommates that were going to be more family oriented that were going to be more like friends, that I was going to have the freedom to use the kitchen and come and go as I please and feel safe, close to work, friendly, loving. I got all of those things in the roommates that I have now. Every last bit of it. Sometimes you got to go through the hard things in order to figure out what it is that you don't want so that you can figure out what it is that you do. So let's go back to the work part. If you really don't like your job, what is it about your job that you don't like? Let's clarify that. Is it the people? Is it the type of job it is that you've got? Is it the company itself? Maybe you don't like the company policies and procedures. Maybe you don't like the, maybe they micromanage all of their people and they're constantly breathing down your neck. Maybe that's the part that you don't like. Maybe it's too far away from your, your home. Maybe the commute is terrible. Like, what does that look like? Maybe they're not paying you your worth. 
And you really can't say nothing about them not paying you your worth because you accepted the job at that pay scale. We got to own up to our own part in every circumstance. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. So if you accepted a job at a lesser rate than what you feel like you're worth, thinking that you would get a raise once you showed them that your worth is wherever it's supposed to be, chances are that's not how that's going to work. You've already told them that you're willing to work for less. It's a hard truth. Sorry, but you need to hear that. Let's sit down, get out a pen and a piece of paper if you're not driving, (laughs) and write down your list of attributes that you bring to your employer. Happy people make more money. So if you're always going into your job, bitching, moaning, groaning, and complaining, and you ain't got nothing nice to say about your personal life, your life at work, your, you know, your spiritual life, everything is a hot mess. Ain't nobody going to want to work with you anyway. You got to get your stuff together, man. So let's look at what attributes it is that you bring to the table. Do you show up on time? Are you dressed the way that your profession prefers you to dress? Are you dressed professional? Do you dress for success? If you're in a professional environment, are you wearing a suit? Are you, you know, if they have, if there's a more casual atmosphere, do you dress just above casual to make yourself stand out? Or do you dress as casual as you can because you don't care? How you present yourself at your job, let your employer, your boss know exactly what it is that you want to get out of that job. Have you ever told your boss that you wanted to get a promotion, that you wanted to move up in the company? Have you brought ideas to your boss to help the company either save money or make money? Are you creative? Do you, are are you a visionary? Do you see certain things? Do you... Are are there ways that you can help your team come together to get a project done in a shorter amount of time, like basically putting together a mastermind and then all of you work together and nobody cares who the other one gets the credit for. Like that's a big deal. If you can bring your coworkers together, you know that you have your, your company has a goal to make X amount of dollars by in the next 60 days. That requires sales. What project can you guys put together, whether it's marketing, advertising, whatever kind of sales it is that you want or that you need to put together that you can sell either the least amount of stuff to make the most amount of money or sell the most amount of stuff for a little bit less in order to make that amount of money. See what I'm saying? Get your teammates Together, do a mastermind. How can we, let's say that the goal is we want to make $300,000 in the next 60 days. What items are you selling? And work backwards from there. What items are you selling? What's the least amount that you can sell it for and still make a profit, but make your customer feel like they are getting the most awesome value ever for that And they're not only willing to buy whatever it is that you're selling, they're willing to refer you to somebody else to get you more business because your customer service was spectacular. You gave them the value. You showed up. You were on time. You you over-delivered on your promise. 
You told them that you would have it there by Friday and it got there on Wednesday and you threw in a gift just because they ordered from you. What does that look like? If you can show your boss or your employer how you work your team or get your team to work together, that's going to show value for you and raise your value up to your boss and you're going to make more money. Wouldn't it make your job more fun if your camaraderie with your teammates or your co-workers was like that, where it's not a competitive environment for you guys to do that? You did it as a team and everybody got celebrated. So let's think about this. If you doubt your success, it's probably most likely that you got other people in your, in your tribe, in your circle that has fed you, that fed that doubt that you have. They've told you, maybe not directly, but they've made little comments. Well, I don't know why, you, why you're going to do that. Why you want to do that? That's not good. That's, that's not going to make you any extra money. That's just going to take you away from home longer. You're going to be working more hours. Maybe you're going to be driving further. Notice that everything that you said you wanted to do, they, they trying to throw water on your fire instead of fanning your flames. Maybe you need to kick them out the tribe. Maybe you need to find a different circle. Maybe you need to not tell them what your dreams are. Maybe you just need to show them and shut them up. All of those are viable things that you can do to get people off your case. And I say that because back in the day, before I got into my personal development, my circle was not about fanning anybody's flames. Only flames we were fanning was what time are we meeting at the club on the weekend and who's buying the first round? That's all anybody talked about. We was drinking and getting high on the weekends and that life almost took my life. But when I started working on me, when I made the decision that I wanted a better life because I knew if I didn't change my life, I would die. That was a very real thought in my head. If, if I don't do something to make me better on the inside and out, I am going to die doing what it is that I'm doing and I'm not okay with that. Was it work to change my life? Yes. Was it work to change my thought patterns from the negative to the positive? Yes. Was it easy? No. Was it worth it? Hell yes. And I've said this in several of my podcasts. I mean, I can look back at my Facebook post from back in 2009, 2010. I probably had one positive Facebook post for every 60 that, was, that I posted. That's not good numbers, folks. Now you're not going to find nothing negative on my Facebook or any of my, fa uh, on any of my um, social media feeds. I might write something that's deep, that sounds sad to begin with. But as I share my story or my thoughts or my heart, you will see that it comes out positive on the end. Sometimes I got to take you through my go through and let you grow with me on the other side. And that's really what this podcast is about. You know, my, my, my man, Chip Baker, he wrote a book, Growing Through Your Go Through. And what that means is, you know, as we grow in life, when we have dreams, goals, we have our eyes set on success, 
we have to grow into the person that we need to be in order to handle that dream, that goal, or that success. I would rather spend more time feeding my dreams than feeding my fears. I would rather spend more time talking positive than feeding neg- negative. You got two animals that live inside you. You got negative and positive. They're your own voices. There's no insertion in this world. Nobody can make you believe negative about you unless you give them permission. Nobody can make you believe positive about you unless you give them permission. I'm going to say that again because that was profound right there. Nobody can make you believe negative about you unless you give them permission. Nobody can make you believe positive about you unless you give them permission. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. Did you know why you're sitting there doubting your abilities to accomplish your dreams and goals? Other people are intimidated by your potential. Cool. That was a big one, wasn't it? Think about that. You're sitting there doubting that you can succeed at your dreams and goals and other people around you watching are intimidated by your potential. If you go back to my podcast number two, you have pure potential inside you. You understand what it is that I'm talking about? We all have potential. Do you have people in your camp that tell you, oh, I see so much potential in you, but you got your head stuck in your ass. Cut it out. Those of us that are mentors, those of us that inspirers, those of us that are motivators, those of us that are influencers, we will do our very best to give you shaken baby syndrome to wake you up so that you can see your potential. You can't live in the shadow of potential forever. At some point in time, you got to get your ass up off the sidelines and use that potential that you have inside you to create the life it is that you said you wanted when you started this life. But if you're going to sit down and play the poor pitiful me and play the victim and expect the world to owe you something, freaking stop it. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You owe you. Quit waking up like a damn accident every day and expecting somebody else to feed you. It's your job to feed you. It's your job to create success. It's your job to create the life that you want. It's your job to, to make your dreams a reality. Ain't nobody else doing that for you. They got to do it for themselves. You choose your work. You choose to live a positive life. You choose your dreams. You choose to succeed or you choose to sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else do it. Is it work? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. I love you guys. I really do with all my heart. I love you guys. And I know it feels like I am all up in your face today. Well, you know what? I am. <laughs> I, it's, it's 2019. It is January. How many times every year do you start January? Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to accomplish this and I'm going to do that. And by the third week in January, which is where we're at, all your shit done fell to the side. It becomes, oh, I'll do this next week. Oh, I'll start next week. Oh, I'll do this when so-and-so can come do it with me. Why are you waiting on somebody else to do what it is that you said you wanted to do? It ain't their job. If you said you wanted to work out, why are you waiting on somebody else to go work out? Go work out. 
If you want to lose weight, why are you showing up to Taco Tuesday? You have your behind at the house fixing your own tacos. There's a healthy way to eat tacos. I am a taco lover. I'm telling you right. I'm not skipping Taco Tuesday, but I make my own. I ain't going to Taco Bell. I ain't going to the local bar for the $5 Taco Tuesday special where I can drink five margaritas and have all that sugar and everything that I just did for the previous week got thrown in the trash because I was too busy doing something that I knew I didn't have no business doing when I'm trying to lose my weight. I was a mouthful. Pick the area of your life that you want to see the biggest growth in. Is it your health? Is that the part, like, is that the part of your life that if you improved it overall, it would affect the other parts of your life so dramatically that your whole life would level up? Because if you feel good, you look good. And if you look good, you're happier. And if you're happier, you make more money. You have more friends. You get more opportunities because more people are going to be drawn to you. Like attracts like. And if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're not loving what you see in the mirror, chances are you are not happy with you. And if you're not happy with you, it's a little difficult to attract happy people into your life. It's not about what comes out your mouth. It's about how you feel. You can't lie to the universe with your emotions. I was the queen of putting on a fake happy face. When I was in the darkest parts of my depression, didn't nobody know. I put that fake happy face on every day. Every single day. My best friend of now 28 years, Michelle, she knew everything about me and she had no idea that my depression was so dark that I was ready to take my life. She had not a clue. She didn't know that I was fighting to want to live when we started working out together in 2010 because I knew that if I didn't do that, I was going to die. I had enough of life and all the voices in my head and the voices in my head are just mine. It was my own self-talk. They told me what a terrible person I was, what a terrible friend I was, what a terrible mom I was, that I was not lovable, that I was never going to be lovable, that I was going to die alone, that my kids didn't love me. And I had proof positive. They weren't talking to me. I couldn't see my grandkids. The man that I was in love with, he left me for another female. Like, so who was I to doubt the voices in my head? I had proof that everything that they said was the truth. The only time I didn't hear those voices when I was asleep. And so that was going to be my solution. I was going to sleep. Thank God Jason called me that day. He had no idea, no idea how bad that day was going to be. He was not the cause of me wanting to do that. It, it, he was just an additive. I'd been depressed my whole life between the childhood sexual abuse that I, I went through uh, from two and a half, three years old up until I was seven. I got raped by my stepdad when I was 13, not including all the other molestings that went on in the meantime in between up until I was 13 is when I was 13 all that shit stopped like after my stepdad raped me I didn't nobody do anything to me that I didn't say okay to didn't nobody force me to do anything that I didn't want to do but up until that point there were a lot of stuff happening to me that I didn't have any control over and so I took on all of that hurt I took on all of that shame I took on all of those lies about myself, about not being worthy, that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't good enough. All of those are lies. You are enough. You are good enough. You are lovable. 
You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are all of those things. And if you need somebody to tell you, hit me up on my inbox. I'll tell you every day. My clients will tell you when I call and check on them, all my female clients. It's like, good morning, beautiful. How are you doing today? How are you feeling after our session yesterday? Even my personal training clients. Hey, beautiful. How are you doing today? How'd you feel after that workout? Are you sore? What's your level of soreness? Okay, let's change this. Let's do this. Let's do that. I feed my clients the good vibes and feelings that they need in order to keep going. Because I don't know what they have when they're not with me. I don't know what kind of environment that they're in. I don't know if they've got a tribe that fans their flames or tries to throw water on them. Gotta know your circle, man. If your biggest goal is to change your health and to change your body and to feel better in your own skin, you have to get around people that already do that and ask for their help, ask for their guidance, ask for their mentorship. Because if you got somebody that's just like you, that doesn't know how to work out, doesn't know how to meal prep, doesn't even know how to figure out what is healthy carbs, healthy fats, and healthy proteins, and how to determine what is a good amount of calories for you to take. There's so many fad diets and so many people that's just trying to get your money, they will jack up your whole metabolism and you'll end up doing worse than what you started with. And I talked about this in the, in, the, in the past three podcasts that I did. I'm not saying this because I'm a personal trainer. I'm saying this from my own personal experience. A personal trainer is a beautiful thing. If it fits in your budget, great. If it doesn't, take advantage of the free assessment, fitness assessment or fitness workout that every personal trainer will give you to help you get And their job is to sell you personal training. So don't be pissed off when they're trying to sell you personal training. That's how we get paid. But the majority of personal trainers, we do what we do because we want to see you win. We genuinely, from the bottom of our heart, want to help you succeed in your health and weight loss goals. The good trainers, it's not about the money. Do we need to get paid for our services? Absolutely. But I don't mind giving you a fitness assessment and you tell me, look, Tammy, I know this is a free service offered by the gym. I'm here to take the free service because financially I can't fit you into my budget right now. Can you help me at least get on the right track? Let's talk about how much it would cost for me to get in your presence and and get training with you. Let me start saving and let's make a plan for me to come work out with you at another time. Do you have small group training? Is that something that would fit into my budget? Is that something that we can do? And I go through the whole thing with them. I go through their, through their meal planning. I go through the small group training. This is what this looks like. If you bought five sessions for me and you just train with me one time a week, you have to be really diligent about X, Y, and Z. Like I, I can help you make personal training fit into your budget. And I'm okay with you coming to me one time a week as long as I'm helping you and you are doing the work. I have to see that you want it. And I will bend over backwards to help you. And I don't know a good personal trainer that doesn't do the same thing. I want you guys to put in the work on the right side of the fence. I want you to see the positive fruits of your efforts. You can see fruits of your efforts, whether positive or negative. You want to know what side of the fence you're on, positive or negative? Look at the things around you. What do I mean by that? 
If you got people around you that bitching, moaning, groaning, and complaining all the time, chances are 98% of the time you are in that same camp. You bitching, moaning, groaning, and complaining right along with them. And now y'all having a party. If you got people around you that you told them you wanted to lose 20 pounds, like, hey, you know what? I'm, a, I'm going to the gym on Saturday. You want to come with me? Let's go hit the spin class. Let's go hit the group X class. Let's go hit the Stairmaster for about 15, 20 minutes. And then let's go, you know, do some sit-ups or let's hit the row machine. Let's do some planks. We'll figure it out. Let's look up some stuff online. If you're on the positive side and you tell somebody that dream, that's who you're going to attract in your life because they're going to want to help you succeed. Or if the gym is too big a step for you, hey, you know what? Let's go to the, let's go to the high school and let's walk around the track. I'll walk with you. I want to help you. Like I'll be your accountability partner. Taking a, like be honest with yourself. Take those damn rose colored glasses off and look at the people in your circle. Are they negative Nellies or are they positive Polly's? If they're negative Nellies, kick them out the door. It may take you a minute to swap. I, I, and, and I'm not even going to lie. When I, when I first started on my personal development journey was in 2012. I, I say that I, I lost, I went from 178 pounds down to 133 pounds in three months in 2010. That was from January 2nd up until the end of March. Went from 38% body fat to 22% body fat. That's where the birth of the personal trainer came in. It what that was 2010. So I bought the program, I started studying, and it was hard. I had little to no belief that I can make it happen. But you just heard me talk about Michelle. Michelle fed that dream. She fanned those flames. Girl, like you helped me do so much. And they're like, I look so awesome and I feel so much better. And it's all because of you. Like if you did that for us, you can do that for anybody. And you're going to be awesome at that. And she kept feeding that dream. So I could see the light way off in the fog, way over there. It was, it was just a little glimmer, but I could see it. And I just kept walking toward that light, no matter how difficult or hard it was. It wasn't until 2012 when I passed that test that I really knew that I had to change me. I talked to my son and said, you know, I still feel a lot of the shadows and the darkness around me and it's still way too close for comfort. I know that I don't want to go back the other direction. Is there a book or books that you can recommend for me to read? Is there a church? Can you help me find a church here in Atlanta? Because I was living in Atlanta at the time they were in Birmingham. So he helped me figure all of that out. But once I started feeding my soul the positive things, it didn't matter how negative a situation came up. I chose to find the win, the lesson, the gold in that situation. And it changed my life. I will tell you that... From 2010 to 2012, that was the hardest two years, I think, that I had to do. Because I was still drinking. I was still doing the drugs. I could see the light. And I knew that there was change coming. But I didn't have a whole lot of belief that I could make it happen. When I passed that test, I did not know if I could make it as a personal trainer, if I was going to make enough money to support myself. And it was hard. And I still had another three years of growth to go through to get me where I am 
or to get me on the path of so much positivity that I would never go back the other direction. And I, I, I wanted to be honest with you guys about that part of my journey because nothing is instantaneous. I can't put you in a microwave and say, okay, do X, Y, and Z. Let me hit start. And in 45 seconds, you're going to be done. Just like if you got pregnant, uh, you had sex tonight, you found out you were pregnant tomorrow, you're not going to have the baby the next day. You would not be ready. I mean, that's a funny analogy, but it's the truth. A new mom that just found out she's pregnant, by the time she finds out she's pregnant, she's been pregnant for 30 to 45 days. 30 to 45 days, maybe even 60 days because she's got to miss her period or two. She's already been pregnant for that long. She's got, she found out she's two months pregnant. She's still got seven months, eight months to get ready for that baby. She has to grow, especially if it's her first child. She has to grow as a person to figure out how to be a mom. If she's never been a mom, she's going to be reading books. She's going to be taking classes. She's going to be trying to figure out what it is that she can do while her baby's still inside her to make her baby the best it can be before it gets here. Is that listening to classical music? Is that listening to this? Like what, it, what passion is it that you, that you love that you want to pass on to your child before your child even comes into this world? Because your child is soaking up everything it is that you put inside you before it ever gets here. Then... That child has to grow for nine months inside you. It has to develop the brain, the lungs, the heart, all of the organs, the bones. It's all got to develop before it gets here. Can't get pregnant one day and it spit out the baby the next day. It's not going to live. An elephant has a 22-month gestation period before it has a baby. Now think about that. That's 22 months that that baby elephant has got to grow in order to, when it comes out, it can walk on its own. Like it's, it's a mini elephant. It's got to be able to walk and help take care of itself when it first comes out here. So thinking that you are just going to say, okay, I'm going to be positive today. And it's just going to change instantly. I would be doing you a disservice. I would be lying to you. Just like the, the podcast that I told you that we were talking about neuroplasticity, where you ha- you're putting the grooves in your brain. If you've got an eight lane highway of negativity and you start doing the positive thing, that means you're jumping off the highway on a positive tip. Well, you're not jumping onto a, a eight lane highway of positivity. You've got a machete in your hand and you are cutting out a path in your brain, so to speak. And it's going to be a, a, a dirt road to begin with. You, you've got to cut away all the vines and, and you've got to, it's going to be work to get to that positive because it's unfamiliar territory for you. And you'll jump back onto the eight lane highway of negativity for a while. But the more you jump off and you create those positive lanes and you're taking that machete and you're cutting up those, cutting up those vines and clearing out a path for the positive, your subconscious is going to know, hey, you know what? She's, she's trying to do this over here. or He's trying to be on the more positive. So I, I'm going to help them feed that a little bit. Let's see what you do. You've got to train your subconscious that that's what you want to do. It's not going to be overnight. Could it be faster than the, than the path I took? Absolutely. I took the long road. I did. I went all the way around the mountain, went halfway up, came back down, went halfway up, came back down, went all the way back around the other side before I finally said, okay, But once I got on that path and I said, this is the way I'm going and I'm not looking back anymore. It was like a super highway, 15 lanes wide. It's like the freaking Autobahn, man. 
I could go as fast and as far as I wanted to go. And as long as I was a sponge and was able to soak in all that information and take it and use it to my advantage. Can you create an autobahn of positivity and personal growth? Absolutely. But you've got to be willing to say there's no other option. There's no other choice. And I'm doing this. There's power in decision. And I've said that in every freaking podcast. So with that being said, (laughs) remember when you're doubting yourself, there's people that are intimidated by your potential. Pay attention to your tribe. If they're not fanning your flames, you need to find a new tribe. You get to choose your work. Do you want to work on the negative or do you want to work on the positive? Do you want to sit on the sidelines of life or do you want to create your life? Do you want to help somebody else build their dreams or do you want to take the time and build your own? You have all the power. It's all about the decision and then taking the step. I love you guys to the moon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up every week. I would love it if you would leave me a five-star rating in iTunes. If you're listening to this in iTunes or leave a comment and let other people know how awesome we are over here. And let's build this amazing tribe of people who want their life to be awakened and want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I just can't thank you guys enough, man. This is it's truly awesome. If you like, I would love it. If you are on the Anchor app, leave me a voice message, send me a question, send me a comment. I will play it in one of my following episodes and answer your questions live on the air. And I think that's about it. You can reach out to me on all of my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtag Callie Tammy. You will find me. Uh, You can also just hashtag Tammy Loftus and Take me straight, take you straight to me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Probably the place that I spend the least amount of time is on Twitter. Uh, You catch me, I'm more engaged on Facebook and Instagram than I am on Twitter. So no, no harm, no foul to my folks that are on Twitter. I, I know you guys love it. I just had, it wasn't my first uh, social media and uh, <laughs> I, I have a, a bigger following on my on my Facebook and that's like I said that's where I hang out the most is Facebook and Instagram so uh, but you know hashtag hashtag Tammy Loftus or hashtag Callie Tammy and it will take you straight to all of my stuff um, I love you guys I hope that you have a fabulous week and I will see you next week bye bye now <laughs>